I'm going to be whispering tonight. Yeah, I hope it. <laughs> Maybe it'll still pick it up. But... Oh, darn. I hope not. Oh, yeah, it's, it's picking everything up. Even whispers. Drag. <clears throat> okay, so. <clears throat> oh, yeah. There we go. Part two. Uh, the text is <clears throat> in chapter 1, verse 13, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I could, well, next time, okay, not the next week, but the following week, I'll be talking about translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. So, <clears throat> Bonnie, does, you know, take notes. <clears throat> anyway, um, <clears throat> okay, I've been talking about God has delivered us from darkness, from the power of darkness. Uh, <clears throat> we've looked at life in darkness, what it would be like if you were in total darkness, not very comfortable. You stumble all over the place, not seeing where you're going. <clears throat> uh, the they've the military has all kinds of neat little gadgets you can put on, and you can see in darkness. <clears throat> uh, some of them devices even work with just starlight, very little light at all, and they can see everything. And then you can get the infrared. You can see bodies of heat walking around. So they, they got some pretty neat gizmos out there that help you see in darkness. But <clears throat> spiritual darkness, there's no help for it other than the Lord Jesus Christ. And a lot of people are walking around in spiritual darkness. Uh, verse 13 says, translated us, let's see, uh, delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. <clears throat> Those who have spiritual darkness, they have no idea of what's going on or, or what they're stumbling at. They, they, well, this should be simple, but they stumble anyway. They, they can't, because there's a big giant boulder in front of them and they can't see it, so they run right into it and oof, fall down, whatever. And, and, and they... They, they do that all their lives. They don't know any different. That's just the way things are. But when you get a hold of the word of God and, and you get God's help, you start seeing some things and, hmm, maybe I shouldn't run into that thing anymore. Hmm. God gives us a little extra smart or something. Uh, <clears throat> in places where the gospel isn't very prevalent. Uh, like in mu Muslim countries, it's pretty much illegal to be a Christian. Uh, <clears throat> if they find out you're a Christian, then you can't have a business. And so basically you and your family are going to starve. They don't want you to be around your family because they don't want you to pollute other Muslims. Uh, and they pretty much put a target on your back. <clears throat> so any uh, faithful Muslim that wants to just, uh, get rid of uh, 
apostasy. They can just kill you and it's no big deal, you know, just uh, got, got rid of the trash. And that's pretty much how they view Christianity. <clears throat> Not knowing that they are the servants of the Most High God and the Lord Jesus Christ takes all of that very personal. <clears throat> what did the Lord Jesus say to Paul? Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It's hard for you to kick against the pricks. He was, he was persecuting just these wayward Jews that were going off into some weird idea. But the Lord Jesus said, you're persecuting me. He takes it personal. And <clears throat> all these people running around in darkness, they, they don't see what's really going on. I wish I still had that. There's a video I had of uh, from the Cristiano brothers. There's a guy who got some glasses. I, I, he probably got them from the same place Joseph Smith did, but you know, <clears throat> you know who that is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 found some magic glasses that allowed him to translate uh, some tablets that God gave him. Nobody saw them but him, but. He translated from them, <coughs> and he had, so he had those those magic goggles to, to translate things. Anyway, this guy found some glasses, and he put them on, and he could see spiritual beings moving around, and that just terrified him. I mean, seeing demons, powerful demons moving around, yeah, that that terrified me. Uh, I don't remember too much about how the, the movie went, but at one point uh, he had he took off going hightailing it for a a church, and he was wanting to find somebody that could help him. You know, there was a demon after him, and uh, <clears throat> he wanted to be free, uh, safe from the demon, and it was a black janitor just cleaning up the church but he was he was spiritually knowledgeable and he was able to lead him to the Lord Jesus Christ so the demon couldn't have any power over him <clears throat> so uh, <clears throat> but he was terrified of what he saw in with those glasses <clears throat> now this it's we, we don't know and Thankfully, we don't know what goes on around us because we'd all be terrified all the time. But God is merciful to us and has kept us from seeing what's going on around us. <clears throat> and he, we have to trust in him and depend on him. Uh, we looked at the... The fact that evil works in darkness, uh, their deeds are evil. See, they, they love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. They, they, they don't want people to see what they're doing. Like in broad daylight, they, they'd be too nervous to try and do the evil. But it gets dark, nobody can see them, they think, and so they can get away with it. So they, they it works in darkness because... They know what they're doing is wrong. They're ashamed of doing wrong. Well, <clears throat> some are more hardened and they 
yeah, I'm doing wrong, yeah. But they still do it in darkness so they don't get caught. But uh, they still, men, like I said, men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. And that's just the way this world works. As it, we come closer and closer to the end of times, uh, people are going to be more and more open with their wickedness. Uh, we're seeing it in the news every once in a while popping up. But it's going to get worse because they're going to be flaunting their, their wickedness and not caring about anybody else. Just They just want to please themselves and not the Lord Jesus Christ. Anyway, uh, then in some places the Bible talks about darkness. Um, this is review. Uh, it talks about darkness and that God is associated with darkness. Uh, Moses went and talked to God in thick darkness. And when the, uh, <clears throat> oh, I'll, I'll get to that soon. Uh, and then darkness is associated with our origins. We all were spiritually in darkness. We were all blind and, and not knowing what we were doing. But God gave us the Holy Spirit, gave us faith to believe, and now we see things that we didn't see before. So, <clears throat> let's see. Now, judgments are involve darkness. Uh, in Exodus chapter 10, this is talking about the some of the, the judgments against uh, the gods of Pharaoh and the Egyptians. In Exodus 10, starting in verse 20, But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart so that he would not let the children of Israel go. And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out thine hand toward heaven, that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, even darkness which may be felt. And Moses stretched forth his hand toward heaven, and there was thick darkness in all the land of Egypt three days. They saw not one another, neither rose any from his place for three days. But all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. <clears throat> Ra is the sun god, and uh, supposedly he rules the day with light. So he, everybody thinks he's somebody. But God showed who's the boss. God made it all dark. And it wasn't just dark. It was darkness that you could feel. I'm guessing that probably uh, if you had a torch, it wasn't all that effective. Because it's it like, a, like a fog, in a dark fog. And you can't really see much. You light up your torch and you can barely see. You've, you've driven in the fog, right? And you have your, you know, no matter what you have, high beams or low beams, low beams are preferred. But if you have your lights on, you can just see just so far and that's it. When I just imagined if that were darkness you were looking at, not fog, then you wouldn't see very far at all. And that's probably what it was like. So it was 
darkness you could feel. And God said, he's the one who gives light, not these stupid gods of the Egyptians. And this was the judgment against their God that supposedly took care of the light. <clears throat> In Romans chapter 1, verses 18 through 22, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all unrighteousness, uh, ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it uh, unto them. Uh, for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. <clears throat> their foolish heart was darkened. And no matter how light and cheerful everything is around you, if you don't have spiritual light, if you have darkness in your heart, then that darkness is great. You, you think you can see, but you're, you've got darkness in your heart and you, you're like blind even then. And professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Any, anybody ever met somebody that was educated beyond their intelligence? I knew one guy... Uh, he had a PhD, and uh, it was in uh, light and physics and so forth like that, or something like that. But the poor guy could not pour water out of a boot with the instructions on the heel. You know, you have to turn it up to read the instructions, and all this water goes pouring out. He couldn't do that, and he thought he was so smart, but everybody around him was like, Boy, he's kind of dumb, kind of dense. Uh, no sense of, of common, no, no common sense whatsoever. He knew books. He knew what the book said. But trying to pour water out of a boot was just beyond him. Simple things that every, every one of us knows how to do. You all do know how to pour water out of a boot, right? Yes? Yeah. You, Kay doesn't know? Uh -oh. all the time doing yeah. <laughs> Dumping water out of your boots. Yeah. <clears throat> but I mean, you know, that's something everybody here knows how to do. But yet he has had trouble with that. Simple things, straightforward things. And he couldn't imagine how it's possible because his foolish heart was darkened. And when you get in that condition, whew, only the grace of God can dispel that darkness and give you light. And the light is in his word, only in his word. <clears throat> we can't go anywhere else to get light. But anyway, uh, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. And that pretty much sums it up. All these people with dark hearts are fools. And they think they're so smart. But just... It's, it's, it's 
terrible. Anyway, okay, Revelation 8, 12. And the fourth angel sounded, and the third part of the sun was smitten, and the third of the moon, and the third of the stars. So the third part of them was darkened, and the day shone not for a third part of it, and the night likewise. Now, part of the judgments when the Lord Jesus Christ is taking possession of the earth, the angels are sounding their trumpets, and the fourth angel sounded, and the sun got dark, the moon got dark, the stars were dark, uh, day and night. So, I mean, I can't imagine the... Uh, now, you can. we've seen an eclipse. Here's the sun, and then the moon comes in front of it, and so a third part of it would be blanked out by the, the moon. But to go on for that long, that's kind of a odd thing. But then again, God has power over everything he created. So it's I don't know how he's going to do it, but he's definitely going to make it very dim on this earth. Uh, it says that... Uh, the, the day shone not for a third part of it. So a third of the day will be in darkness. They'll get an idea, a taste of what the Egyptians went through, I guess. But God uses darkness for judgment. And he's going to be putting out the light for everybody. Uh, <clears throat> and this darkness, this is... This darkness that they are going to see, experience, they, they don't understand that that is also the picture of their hearts. Their hearts are darkened and they can't see very clearly. And so when the sun and moon and everything is, a third of them are dark, here they're, they're thinking, well, it's... I can, I'm, I'm okay, it's, it's something else is a problem. And God's saying, no, your problem is the darkness in your heart. You reject me, you reject my word, so you're in darkness. But they think, oh yeah, we're, we're perfectly fine, and we just need a, a more flashlights, more streetlights, whatever. They think things are going to take, take the problem away. Nope. God's doing this. And no man can stand against it. You can try and come up with lights and so forth to make things better for you. But spiritual darkness, you only can go to the Lord for help. Okay, and then Revelation chapter 9 is as another uh, verses 1 through 6. And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall, fall from heaven unto the earth. And to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottomless pit, and there rose a smoke out of it, out of the pit, as the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth, and unto them was given power, as scorpions of the earth have power. And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the field, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. And to them it was given that they should not kill them, but they should torment five, be tormented five months 
and their torment was the torment of a scorpion when he striketh a man. And in those days shall men seek death and shall not find it, and shall desire to die, but death shall flee from them. <clears throat> now, again, darkness is going to be there. Uh, the, the smoke coming out of the, the pit is like a furnace, and it will darken everything. Again, judgment. People are give, being judged, and God is uh, making things dark. The sun was the, the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. And there'll be real bad stings going on. Those people that were sealed, though the God's elect, basically, were not tormented, but everyone that was not sealed, God, those who were not God's elect, were going to be tormented for five months. Whew. Job probably knows what the feeling is like, but uh, still, that's, that's a lot of pain. Five months, like being stung with scorpions? In Revelation 16, verses 10 and 11, And the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seat of the beast, and his kingdom was full of darkness, and they gnawed their tongues for pain, and blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores, and repented not of their deeds. God pours out the, the fifth vial upon the seat of the beast, and his kingdom was full of darkness. So darkness is everywhere, and people are experiencing pain. Pain that causes them to gnaw their tongues because of the pain. I've never been in pain like that. I think I'd be chewing on a stick but then rather than chewing on my tongue. But uh, And they blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores and repented not of their deeds. They know where this is coming from. They know it's coming from God. But yet... In spite of knowing it's God doing this, instead of saying, okay, he's the source, I need to get him to leave, to, to be nice to me. So do they repent of their sins? No, they just turn it, they start cursing him because he's the source of their pain. They're not thinking it's their own deeds that are the source of their pain. They think it's someone else. I'm okay. I'm a perfectly good person. Why, uh, I, if anybody goes to heaven, it'd be me because I'm such a good person. And I got lots of friends that think I'm a good person. And it's, I'm, I'm just full of niceness and so forth. Yes, you know, so, but why is God causing all this pain on me? And so they'll curse God because it's his fault that I'm in pain. No, it's your own deeds and your own hatred of God that causes you to be in pain. But this is part of God's punishment. He's going to give them darkness and they'll be in pain, great pain, because of this fifth vial being poured out. Okay, now let's look at the day of the Lord. Uh, when it talks about the day of the Lord, 
this is when God comes back, and this overlaps with some of the uh, judgments in the book of Revelation. Amos uh, chapter 8, verse 9, And it shall come to pass in that day, saith the Lord God, that I will cause the sun to go down at noon, and I will darken the earth in the clear day. And we read that in Revelation, what's going to be happening. Uh, the sun and the moon and the stars will be, uh, a third of them will be blackened and the sun won't shine for a third of the day. So that sounds about like it. Yeah, this is God. This is the Lord Jesus Christ uh, opening up the seals because he is the one who owns the earth. And so he is taking possession of, of his earth. And so these are the things that are happening as he opens up the seals and he's going to be basically cleansing, cleaning house of his property. And uh, saith the Lord God that I will cause the sun to go down at noon and I will darken the earth in the clear day. Here's, here's the sun, broad daylight, and suddenly it goes dark. What? But that's what it's going to be doing. That's that's the day of the Lord. When the Lord Jesus Christ is taking possession of his possession, of his thing, his created thing that he made, uh, then he will be causing some darkness. Uh, Amos chapter 5, verses 18 and 20. Uh, Woe unto you that desire the day of the Lord. To what end is it for you? The day of the Lord is darkness and not light. If any man did flee from a lion and bear and a bear met him or went into the house and leaned his hand on the wall and a serpent bit him, shall not the day of the Lord be darkness and not light, even very dark and no brightness in it? Amos is saying the day of the Lord is going to be a lot of darkness. Of course, then again, I don't know how much of this is referring also to the crucifixion. Uh, in the middle of the day, it went dark. Why did it go dark in the middle of the day? It went dark in the middle of the day when the Lord Jesus Christ took our sins upon his own body on the tree. That's why it went dark. And when he gave up the ghost, the temple, the, uh, the thick curtain, they said it would take several teams of horses to rip that uh, curtain. It's very thick. And it rent from top to bottom. God was saying, there's no more veil between me and my people. The, the flesh has been torn. And now we have access to God himself. God's people have access to him ourselves. Because the Lord Jesus Christ has torn the veil and allowed us access to the Holy of Holies. We have direct access to the throne of God. We have access with our prayers directly to God. And that's what the Lord Jesus Christ did when he died on the cross. And there was darkness. And this is what uh, Amos is talking about. Then Joel uh, similar uh, in chapter 2, verse 2, a day of darkness and of gloominess, 
a day of clouds and of thick darkness. As the morning spread upon the mountains, a great people and strong, there, sh there hath not been ever the like, neither shall be any more after it, even to the years of many generations. So he's saying there's going to be darkness, thick darkness, and the morning, uh, let's see, uh, you think on the mountains, you know, the sun hits it and it's bright and everything, way up above everybody else, but they'll have thick darkness as well. God's not, uh, he's an equal opportunity uh, judgment person. He, he, he gives judgment to everyone, not just uh, the, the, the not so bad people and then there's the really bad people. No, people that don't seek Jesus, they are just bad and they're all going to experience it. Okay, then part of the judgments and so forth talks about outer darkness and weeping and gnashing of teeth. Again, that's not something nice and pleasant. This is the kind of darkness we're talking about. This is the kind of darkness we deserve because we were one of those people. But when the Lord Jesus Christ came into our hearts and into our lives, when we got saved, we were delivered from this darkness and into his glorious light. So we no longer have to worry about outer darkness and weeping and gnashing of teeth. In Matthew uh, chapter 8, verses 16 through 13, and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. Uh, this is the centurion. He's a big shot Roman, and he has a servant that he's concerned about. His servant came down sick, uh, grievously tormented. And Jesus saith unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldst come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority. I know how to give orders. I know how to take orders. Having soldiers under me, and I say unto this man, Go, and he goeth, and to another, Come, and he cometh, and to my servant, Do this, and he doeth it. He's saying, Lord, you don't need to come to my house. You have the authority, and you just tell your servants what to do. So you don't have to come to my house. Just You just give the command, and it'll be taken care of, because I know how it works. You, you, you do, I, I tell this guy do this, tell that guy do that, and they do it. They listen to what I have to say. My servant and his sickness will listen to what you have to say. So he understood the Lord Jesus had authority. And when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said unto them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great, no, not in Israel. And I say unto you that many shall come from the east and west and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into utter darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, as, and as thou believe, hast believed, 
so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed the selfsame hour. So he goes back and he finds out, yes, it was this time of, of the day when he got better, when the Lord Jesus said it. He knew that was when he said it, it happened. So he knew the Lord Jesus had authority and he spoke and it was done. <clears throat> but the, uh, <clears throat> he said, but the children of the kingdom, he's talking about the Jews, the children of the kingdom uh, shall be cast into outer darkness. Why? They don't accept the Messiah. He is their Messiah. He's done many wonderful works, miraculous works, and they rejected it all. And they, well, let's, let's see if we can trip him up. He's telling them, he's showing them, he's demonstrating to them, he's got God's power on his life. And they reject it. They don't want to hear it. Plus also, he, he was messing with their uh, money flow to overturning the, the money changers tables and so forth. I mean, that was that was the high priest's uh, little bank account that he had on the side. That was his little scam. And uh, he came in there messing it up and boy, that wasn't he wasn't happy with that at all. So a lot of the religious people just did not like him because he was right. And he he was messing with their money. So they didn't care what he did or what he said. They rejected him anyway. And because, well, they weren't one of God's. They were in their, their place. They were happy in their place. And they didn't want to look at anything else, especially, you know, salvation, humbling myself, listening to this guy, pff, not interested. I'm a big shot. That's all that matters. I'm a big shot. And yet... In God's eyes, they're nothing. And they're going to be in outer darkness. Uh, and there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And they think they're something and they're going to be experiencing darkness and weeping and gnashing of teeth. In Matthew 22, and he's uh, starting in verse 12, and he saith unto them, friend, how camest thou in hither, not having a wedding, wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then said the king to the, his, to the servants, Bind him hand and foot, and take him away, and cast him into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. We who know the Lord Jesus Christ we are one of those chosen. Many are called. A lot of people hear the gospel, but only a few are chosen. And those chosen ones receive God's help, God's gift of the, her, the Holy Spirit. And we receive the faith to believe and know the Lord Jesus Christ. But all those others, they try and sneak in and whatever. They're thrown in out and uh, thrown into cast them into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. In this outer darkness, there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. It's painful, very painful. Not a, a walk in the park. It's painful, and it's you, this is God's judgment. Okay, and then. 
One more in Matthew 25, 29 through 30. For unto everyone that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is the, the one where this guy got 10, this guy got uh, 2, this guy got 1, no, 5, 2, and 1. He doubled his, made it 10. He doubled his, made it 4. And this one hit it in the ground and, and said, well, I know you're a hard man, so, you know, I, 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 you, you always do things and you get back more than you put into it. You know, make good investments, in other words. But, you know, so... I, I kept yours and safe, and so so here it is. You, you're, here's here's the thing you gave me, so you got it back. And he fussed at him, said, "Hey, you could at least given it to the lenders, and and I got it, get it back with usury, with interest, but you weren't even worthy enough to do that." And so yeah, he went into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth, pain and agony, and Nothing good there. And then finish it up with our destiny, if we got time. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll see. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 through 10, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, uh, had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Peter's saying, you, you people I'm writing to, before you knew the Lord Jesus Christ, you, you were not a people. You were just, well, you might have been a Jew, you might have been a Gentile, doesn't matter, but you weren't part of God's people. You weren't part of God's forever family. You were nobodies. But now you are the people of God, the people of God. You are his people. And uh, you, before you didn't have mercy, but now you have mercy. And so he says, you're a chosen generation of royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, these are all the things that, that God has said you are. And uh, that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. We were in darkness spiritually. We, we couldn't see. We were blind and dark in darkness. Now we have his glorious light. We, we can see what's going on. We can understand a whole lot better than most people. Uh, <clears throat> Things going on in the news and, and all this terrible disaster and that terrible disaster. This criminal did this and that criminal did that. And the thing is, uh, that's there in darkness. And if you watch the news and watch those things, you can see, yeah, this is what the Bible talks about. That's exactly what the Bible talks about. These people, they're blind and, and they're only interested in themselves and gaining for themselves. And they don't care who they hurt. Uh, but like uh, a bunch of loan sharks. They just want your money and they don't care about your life or anything about it. They just want their money. If, the, if they don't get their money, then you may lose a, a hand or 
broken arm or broken leg, but you, you better give them their money or that's it. They, they don't care about you or anything. They just want the money with big interest. <clears throat> but that's just them. And they're in darkness. They don't know what they're talking about. First uh, <clears throat> John 2.10. Again, a new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true of him and in you, because the darkness is past and the true light now shineth. Again, we were in darkness. We didn't know what we couldn't see. We were stumbling around the dark. But now we have the Lord Jesus Christ. We have the Holy Spirit indwelling us. And now the true light shineth for us. We see the light. We've got the scriptures that explain things to us. Why do these people do these bad things? Because they don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. Why is their life in such turmoil? Because they're not trusting the Lord Jesus Christ. They're not following God's word. They're doing it for themselves and not for God's glory. <clears throat> okay, Isaiah 45, verse 7. God says, I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word... As a, oh, in the beginning was oh, excuse me. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness covered the face of the deep. And then, and it says then later on, a couple of verses down, and He said, "Let there be light." There was it was only darkness before, and now the Lord Jesus Christ said, "Let there be light," and there was light. There was now energy in the in the universe. This is energy that God put there. So he forms the light and creates darkness. Well, the darkness was already there. So uh, <clears throat> he formed the light and now there's light. He put things out there to be sources of the light, like stars and the sun. They are the source of light. So now you look at the sun, it's bright because that's the source of the light that we have and the energy, and so forth. And darkness, all he has to do is just block the light, and there you have darkness. <clears throat> I make peace, and I create evil. And people, God creates evil? <gasps> the word there uh, indicates that pretty much uh, uh, mischief uh, result of, as which comes from uh, doing wrong. You do something wrong, stuff's going to happen to you. You're going to get consequences. And that's the word here. So I, I, make, uh, I make peace and I create evil consequences for what you do. So yes, you can have peace or you can have evil consequences. Which do you want? He is the source of all those things. We sin. What's the result of our sin? Consequences. Ultimately, the, the second death. Those are the consequences for our sin. But because the Lord Jesus Christ has come on the scene, we now have eternal life through Jesus Christ. And we are not bound by the consequences 
Well, there, we, we experience consequences. All sin results in some sort of consequences. But eternal damnation because of our sin, the Lord Jesus Christ has already paid the penalty for that. So we will not end up in hell because of our wrongdoing. The Lord Jesus Christ took that upon his own body on the tree. We should live a life that's pleasing to him, if nothing else, just to say thank you, because we can never pay him up, pay him back for what he's done for us. I mean, one sin is all it took to, to be kicked out of the Garden of Eden. One sin is all it takes for us to be cast into the lake of fire. Just one sin. But according to the scriptures, if you commit one sin, you've broken the whole law itself. So it's not just one sin you're committing. You may commit just one sin, but it's the consequences are all over the place. You've broken, you've shattered the entire righteousness of the law. The righteousness of God is like a, a jewel. And you just reach in there and tweak one little molecule and poof, the whole crystal bursts apart. That's what one sin is. Just one little, and poof, you just destroyed any righteousness that you possibly could have had just by one single, single little sin. And because of that, we have no righteousness. Because of that, we deserve the lake of fire. But because God was merciful to us, and the Lord Jesus Christ paid the penalty for our sins, we are free from that bondage of sin. Uh, Luke, <clears throat> uh, I think I'm going to have to cut it up here and continue this next uh, in two weeks. But it's a, the next week, next time it's a short one, so I can pad it with this stuff. <clears throat> anyway, uh, Luke chapter 1 verse 67 and 79. And his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied, saying, drop down to 79, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. So the Lord Jesus Christ came to so that we could have light when we sit in darkness and we're sitting in the shadow of death. <clears throat> we, who are, before we came to know Jesus Christ, we were facing the second death. That was a real possibility. But because God loved us and chose us, therefore we do escape from that. And, but from our perspective, if we didn't trust Christ, we, we would have wound up being right there uh, experiencing that shadow of death, which is the, the lake of fire. And sit, we were sitting in darkness. Our minds were blind, blinded. We couldn't see. And we didn't know what was going on. But uh, thankfully... God had mercy on us and gave us eternal life through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And that faith came from the Holy Spirit. It was a gift of God.
So God gave us the, the gift of faith so we could trust Christ so that we could have eternal life. It's all from him. He gave me the faith. I believed. And with that faith, I believed. And now I have eternal life because it's all a gift from God. Did I earn any of it? Did, did, what did I do? What marvelous thing did I do to suddenly have eternal life? It's all a gift from God. Even my faith was from him. So how could I boast? Look, I believed and now I'm a believer. I'm a Christian. Ha ha ha. Even that faith was a gift from him. So I have nothing to, to brag about. Uh, anyway, but we, we are human and we have our tendencies to brag about, look what I have done when we've done nothing. It's all what God has done in my life. And he brought me to repentance and faith. He did that. Not me. Not my great spirituality. No, it was his great spirituality. That, that his mercy and grace that gave me eternal life. I didn't deserve it. I deserved the exact opposite. But he gave me eternal life. I have it because of what he has done. Not because I have done anything. And that's. That's the story it keeps going back. We were in darkness. Now we're in light. Why? Because of him and his mercy, his grace. Uh, people out there are in darkness. They don't know what they're stumbling at. Why? Because of their sins. And well, we're all sinners. But we have given been given light. And now we're in Christ. They're in the world. They have no inkling of anything beyond that. We are in Christ and we can see what's going on. They can't see it. So we'll continue this in two weeks. So let's close in a word of prayer. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. All that we have from you is because of what the Lord Jesus Christ has done on our behalf. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that we have eternal life through Jesus Christ. Thank you for your great goodness to us. Thank you for making us part of your forever family. Thank you for the faith to believe. Thank you that you have led us to repentance and faith. Heavenly Father, we ask that as we go from here, we... Bring us back at the next appointed time, and I pray that all that we say and do will bring honor and glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. For it's in his name we ask these things. Amen. Sounds like we're going to drown. Yeah, thanks to you. If it wasn't for God. <laughs>